For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 289. Um, I, I want to do something real quick. I put into chat GPT an intro. Do you want to go with this intro? Yeah, let's, let's do it. All right. I'm going to read this intro. Welcome, Metalhead, to another Sunders episode of MSR Cast, the <laughs> ultimate haven for all things metal. I'm one of your hosts, Carrie the Metal Geek, and alongside me is... Sean the Metal Pigeon. Join us as we embark on a journey through the sonic realms of heavy metal. In today's special episode, we're diving in deep into the abyss of 2023 to unravel and share our most cherished musical gems from the year. The albums that have left an indelible mark on our metal souls. Hey, good there's, job, ChatGPT. <laughs> there's two more paragraphs if you want me to go. It's pretty great. Oh, boy. From the bone-crushing riffs to the haunting melodies... 2023 has proven to be a monumental year for metal, and we can't wait to unleash our favorites upon you. Whether you're a veteran headbanger or a newcomer to the scene, join us as we celebrate the diversity, power, and sheer brilliance that the metal world has to offer. So tighten your leather jacket, secure your battle vest, and prepare to headbang with us as we record, recount the anthems that have defined our metal journey in 2023. This is MSR Cast, where the riff reigns supreme and the metal spirit thrives. Stay tuned for an unforgettable ride through the best of the best in heavy metal. We should we should just have ChatGPT record the episode for us. We could. I mean, it's <laughs> getting to that point, isn't it? I hope. Yeah, not. that was better than I could write for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome uh, as as our ChatGPT overlord has said. Welcome to this episode of MSR Cast, where we will be uh, diving into our favorite albums from the year 2023. Uh, but before we get to that, um, how, how have you been? I know it's been a while since we've recorded. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're a little bit delayed in, yes. in getting to this episode. Uh, real life intervened and both of us got COVID. It's almost like a flashback to 2020. In fact, we're not in the same room right now. Nope. Um, we, uh, yeah, that's right. I went on a cruise and uh, got COVID. Worth it. Hashtag <laughs> worth it. That, not really, but, you know, it is what it is. You can't just sort of stop your life, you know. We went on a New Year's cruise, and, and it was fucking phenomenal. We had the drink package. We went on the the second um, inaugural, the second sailing of the Carnival Jubilee, which is like their biggest, newest, baddest ship. And it was a lot of fun to be had. Met a lot of cool uh, YouTubers on the ship. Um and we hung out with some of our friends that were with us. It was just a good time. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. I got sick when I got home. At least it didn't affect my the actual cruise. Um, and then my wife got it. And then now we're all, we're, we're, we're better. We're getting better. Yeah. Almost good. a lot. I worked out tonight uh, yeah. for the first time since, like, freaking December on um, the the my headset my vr headset on supernatural they released a heavy metal uh, ver, uh one of the workouts was heavy metal and it actually was this time uh it had slayer seasons in the abyss it had anthrax among the living no, no actually i'm sorry cotton amash it had um uh, halloween 
I went out, which was amazing. Um, it had uh, Overkill Elimination, and it had Ingve uh, uh, Momstein's Rising Force. Nice. It's a good song. It's the only song I really like by him, so it worked, you know. It was fun. It was a good yeah. workout, yeah. for sure. Besides being sick, what have you been up to? Um, working on the list, which is done. Um, my album's list. This one was maybe one of the most agonized over where I, I, I reordered it and and scrapped it and reordered it again and did it multiple times. And finally now come to a point where I'm like, okay, this is it. This is, this is the the final order. Um, it was was a tough one. It was a tough one to to put together. Some other years, it's just like, oh, it just falls in place. And I feel like ours are going to be very different from each other. Um, I know maybe some of ours are going to sort of like combine together uh, at some point, but mostly not. Uh, I know I've done, I've done like a top 50. So we'll just say like my top 25 and and above are like honorable mentions, (laughs) but uh, let's talk about our top songs of the year first, which might um, sort of, hint to some of our favorite albums of the year but you've already already released your uh list on themetalpigeon.com so let's talk about your list and then i'll give you my top 10 uh yeah yeah you want to start you want me to start at the bottom there uh yeah let's start at the bottom that's what she um said. yeah number 10 song of the year beyond the black um they're from their self-titled album it was a, there was a song called "Free Me" that always uh, yep. stuck with me. I, I always thought that was a really good song. I, I went back to it. That album was really strong. Just overall, I thought that um, that it was one of the better symphonic metal, like mainstream poppy symphonic metal albums. Right. And when when Within Temptation put out their album later in the year, I, it was just like, ah, that's not as good as that one. So, um, Within Temptation hasn't been good in a long time, in my opinion. Yeah. But there yeah. were some a lot of those symphonic metal bands that came out with albums this year, like Delane had a new album. I know a lot of people were digging that the band Elaine was really good. Um, that actually is on my list yeah. somewhere down the line. Xandria. Had a good Xandria, one. I forgot about that one. Yeah. There's been, there was a good, good amount this year. Um, number nine for me was uh, speaking of symphonic metal was Therion's the ruler of Tamog, which if you remember in our last episode, I was raving about that song. Cause that album came out in the middle of December. Yeah. Um, we, and, did, we, uh, did we play that song? Did we or no? We did. We played it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Ember Eight. There was a, a Spirit Box Jaded. This band that was totally new to me. Um, that I, I just kind of stumbled upon, and I I loved that song. I thought it was they really are, cool. They are so mainstream right now, which is crazy. Yeah. Mainstream for as mainstream as a metal band can be. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I didn't realize they're, they're in like that. They're in like that ghost vein type of popularity. Yeah, and and I didn't realize they were the members from I wrestled a bear once, which was oh, was it? into them. Yeah, it's like the singer and I guess the guitarist are from oh. that band. Um, okay, number seven, the t- uh, title track from Theocracy's new album uh, Mosaic. Yeah, that's something undeniable about that song. Really good. Um, number six was Keep of. Calicine Journey's End, which is the the kind of emotive rustic ballad in the middle of that album, right. it hit me like a like a Mack truck when I first heard that album. Great album too. Great album. Um, number five, uh, which you kind of laughed at when I when you saw my list. Was, <laughs> I did laugh at this. 
um, which I think is a legitimately great song. 72 seasons from Metallica from the, the title track from the album. Okay. Um, which was uh, the, the opening cut on the album. And when I first put that on, you know, I was driving around and I just remember that song came on. And I was just like, Whoa, yeah, this is what I remember liking about Metallica all those years uh, ago. And I'll be honest. I have not got back to this album at all. I, I, it was okay. It was good for for Metallica, but it just felt very. Uh, it was like an overstuffed burrito. You know what I mean? It's like they needed to self edit some. Oh, definitely. I mean, the, for me, the first three songs on the album are the best songs. Mm-hmm. Um, the number four, uh, Riverside, Friend or Foe, which I thought was the best song on what it was a really really good album. You know, and it's not I a band I've normally paid attention to a lot, but yeah. I really enjoyed that album and this song in particular. That you was might really be, uh, clever. You, yeah, yeah, it was very '80s influenced, and even like there's like a single edit, and they're like the long version has like that minute and a half like intro to it. It's just a really like it's a catchy song. If if you like are into like '80s style metal, even you know, or even prog, whatever, or even like synthwave type stuff, you I think you'll dig that song. For sure. It also it also sort of hit the spot when the the you know the new Porcupine Tree album that came out this year didn't quite do it for yep, me. I agree. So um so that's uh so that was number four. Number three, Sorcerer, um the the song Morning Star on their album mm-hmm. Rain Rain of the Reaper. That song, it, it's just it it hits me like a like like something off Black Sabbath Seven and Hell. It just has that power yeah. and that swagger to it. I. I just so much about that song I love and has one of my favorite guitarists in that band, Christian Neiman, and he's all over that song. Um, Anders Engberg has this Ronnie James Dio like vocal performance is really great. Um, number two, Symphony of the Night, the the ballad from um, the Sacred Outcry album Towers of Gold uh, with uh, the great Daniel Hyman on vocals. And that song is it's it's the centerpiece of that album in a way um because of its placement even though it's not the the long you know 14 minute epic but it's so it's just everything about that album that that's so perfect distilled into that one song uh that was number two and then number one my my song of the year was uh runaway uh reflections of ad from the new serenity album uh nemesis ad that song is just perfect in every way. That's the, the song I, that reminds me so much of like Sabotage. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I can definitely hear that. Um, that, that, that band just turned it around. They were just putting out these you know, past few records are just kind of, ugh. and they got some new blood in the band and really turned things around. That song is kind of the epitome of that. And I, I don't think I've heard I, that's it. it no song. I forgot hit about me. that song. It's a really good track. Yeah, no song hit me the way that song hit me this year. So, uh, yeah, right. those are mine songs of the year. Uh, I can do my top ten. Yeah, um, and some of these are indicative of my top twenty albums. So we'll just say that. Uh, at number ten, I have a band called The Crawling. They have a song. The first track on the album is called "All of This for Nothing," and I just love that track. I love the 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 drums in it it's it's it, it reminds me of am i evil in a way you know it's like like this uh continuous 
snare drum beat um you don't see a lot in in modern metal in any kind of metal really it's just it's just a really good track the the album is not as good as this first track but it's still really good um number nine for me is fallen from grace the from the on thorns i lay album mm, that yeah. came out earlier this year for a, a great track um it is the epitome of everything i love in like sort of gothic tinged uh death doom metal you know um brutal vocals haunting uh melodies uh lot incredible guitar work uh, i really love this album a lot um and right before that at number eight is wisdom of the falling leaves from fires in the distance now yeah. i've heard this uh, you know this band before the last album was really good but there was something about um the new uh fires in, in the distance album that just blew me away the way they and we're sort of like digging into territory later on the show but the way especially this song the the it's not just like a heavy synth or keyboard it's piano work that is actually an instrument in the band it's not just for like oh, here's a you know we're gonna we're gonna quiet down the the guitars and we're gonna do like a piano interlude here no it's like part of the song it's really really good um i had a hard time picking an album a song from this album that i really really like but going back and listening to it uh, White Christ from Insomnium. Um, hmm. They put out some really, I think, some of their best stuff in a long time this year. Um, and that, uh, I think, what's his name? Sakis from Rotting oh, Christ. Yeah, Rotting yeah. Christ, yeah. Who put out a really interesting solo album recently, too. Um, before Insomnium is a band called Shores of Null. Darkness Won't Take Me. Um, if you're looking for phenomenal uh death doom ish more rock influenced i would i would call these guys a cross between like alice in chains and paradise lost in a way um really great album um i wish the production was just a little bit louder and it would have been a perfect album but darkness won't take me um the the there's just something about that song that just gets stuck in my head and i can't stop listening to it um, another band in that genre is uh, Hinayana. The the song is a tide unturning. That's the one that features Tomas from uh, Wolfheart. Yeah. Now, if you're looking for a band that sounds like Wolfheart, Hinayana are your go-to this year. Uh, phenomenal album. They're from Austin as well. Um, number four for me is a band. I don't really know how to say it correctly, but uh, thanks to the Metal Exchange for really diving into it. Uh, no spun. The yeah. song is called The Death of Simpson. Oh my god, there's something about that album that just draws me into it. It's 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 like singer-songwriter prog metal in a way. It reminds me a lot of like Toe Hider. Um a lot of weirdness, but it all works very, very well. Uh it, the concept of the album is really cool. Everything about that album is just amazing. Um my number three is Riverside Friend or Foe. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I, I don't I think that's one of the songs I've listened to the most this whole year, man. It's crazy. It's com- it's so compelling, you know. Yeah. Um the my number two is Tomorrow Sky from Host. Now okay. talk about an album that 
um, in a song that just hit me at the right time, at the right place. I was like, I, I was always a fan. I'm always a fan of Paradise Lost, but um, and then all the side projects. But I, I was, a, I was definitely a fan of that host. You know, that era, the era, um, that Depeche Mode love, and they took it to the next level on this on this album. And I really, really love it. And I really love this song. And it's not all you know electronic. There's real instruments on this album, but it sounds like an electronic. Depeche Mode album, you know? Yeah. Uh, my number one is The Alphabet of Me from Haken. Hmm, okay. Yeah, that's my most listened to song of the year. It's just, I mean, I've, I've been a fan of Haken for a long time, but um, and something about this new album, especially this track, that's really pulled me in a lot. And I'm excited to get to go see them in a couple, like next month. They're doing like their an evening with Haken. They're doing like this album in its entirety and a bunch of other tracks too. Oh yeah. That's right. House of blues. Yeah. 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 That's my top 10. I guess yeah. we, what we can do is uh, we could create, I know you have it on your website, but we could create um, uh, a Spotify playlist with our top, you know, it'll be our top twenties. It'll be our top 20 songs. Actually it'd be our oh, top yeah. 19 songs. since so one of ours overlaps. Right. So, We'll do that, and we'll share that out. We'll put it in the show notes, and we'll also share it on our socials and all that good stuff. So, as I said before, I have 50-plus albums on my list. You don't. No. Um, how do we want to do this? Um, I'm going to leave this up to you. We can work our way up to the top 10, I guess, because I, mean, I do have a whole you know, a bunch of the, the nominee pool is pretty big this year, so there's a lot of albums that didn't make the top ten. We, but I don't. we talk about it every year, like, oh yeah, this year is the hardest year ever, and but this year really, really was. Yeah, this year was was difficult. Um, and, and it's funny because when it when the year first started, I was like, oh, it's pretty slow. I haven't really yeah. heard anything that's impressed me, and then it just kind of all crashed together towards the end of the year. So why don't we start like? you know, later, right further back in the list okay. and then work our way up. I so. could do like my top, you know, my 50 to four, the, to, to 39 or something like that. And yep. we can discuss them. We can discuss them as we're going to, because I have a feeling some of mine are on your list, but if I say something that's higher up on your list, um, let's not spoil it until we get to you. Sound okay. good. All right. Yep. My 50 is uh Lalu, the fish who wanted to be King. It was a very proggy year for me. So this is a sort of epic prog 70s rock with Damien Wilson on vocals. Anything with Damien Wilson, I'm there for it. But it's really, really fun. Uh, Number 49 for me is Spirit Adrift, uh, Ghost at the Gallows. This is a, it's, I call it Southern Fried Doom Metal. It's, yeah. it's it's really good. It's very it's catchy. The the it, you know it's if you like bands like Red Fang and things like that, um, Spirit of Drift are really really good, and they're just going to get bigger and bigger, I believe. Um, number forty eight for me was this band called Temic, which uh, we discussed on Metal Geek recently because like George actually brought them to my attention. He was like, "Have you heard these guys?" And I it blew me away. I'm like, "How did you know about them?" It's basically um, it's an epic. Uh, epic prog metal album. It features Diego Tejeda, uh, who used to be in Haken. He toured with Devin Townsend for a while. 
and Eric Gillette from the Neil Morse band on guitars. Really good album. Um, it came out later in the year. I think if I spent more time with it, it would be higher on my list. Number 47 is one of those uh, symphonic female fronted metal bands. I hate saying that, but it is. Um, Elaine, We Shall Remain. I saw them live last year, and they impressed me a lot. I really I really dig this album. It's, there's a lot of rock elements in it as well. It's not just completely like symphonic metal, which I appreciate the, the, com- the combination of it, you know? Uh, number 46 is something I called Southern Fried Black Metal. I'm going to, uh, Burning Shadows in the Southern Night, Necrofire. Yeah. Number, where am I at? 45. It's a band, I don't know if you've ever really listened to or heard, but it's a band called Die Humane. Uh, the album's called The Grotesque. Um, they're actually from Galveston. It was started by Joshua Vargas, local film director. He did that hair metal shotgun zombie massacre movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It also features uh, former Exodus guitarist Rick Nolt. Uh, and on the album, uh, Sal Abriscato, formerly Life of Agony, Typo Negative, plays the drums on this album. Uh, it's a it's a really interesting hodgepodge of of music. It's it's combo it's a it's a great combo of like doom metal like Alice in Chains that that heavy grunge was mixed with typo mixed with like some jazz and industrial and blues and some prog elements it's really interesting um i don't think a lot of people have been talking about this album at all um number 44 for me is dead talks this is a fucking quality fucking dust metal album a uh, lot of melodic harmonies on the guitars, and it's uh, actually amorphous singer Tommy Johnson on guitar. Not Which vocals, but guitar. It's a band called Dead Talks. Okay. Uh, Veneration of the Dead. <clears throat> Number 43 for me is Dark the Suns. Uh, it's just Raven in the Night Sky. It's a hauntingly beautiful, like, melodious, gothic doom. Um, lots of piano flourishes, like we talked about earlier, and some deep guttural growls. Uh, I just love that juxtaposition in the, in the song writing and the like, the the deep growls with like the the beautiful piano in the background. It works really really well. Uh, number forty two is Cloak, uh, Black Flame Eternal. I know a lot of this. Uh, this is high on a lot of people I know as list. Um, I think if I spend more time with it, it'll probably be higher on mine. Um, I just got back into it recently, but it's a, it's a quality, it's a great album. Uh, number 41 for me is Alkaloid, which is a uh, progressive death metal. Um, definitely elements of like cynic and stuff like that into it, but it's formed by Hans Grossman, phenomenal uh, drummer that used to be in Obscura. I saw him last year with, um, uh, it Hell's heroes actually. Um, and num- my number 40 is a, a song you already mentioned, but Serenity in Nemesis AD. I think I, I, I put you at a loss for words. What's up? <laughs> I was waiting for you to keep going. Oh, am I going? Um, I don't have words for everything. Like I, I had started like really like typing out my thoughts on a lot of stuff, but I ran out of time. Um, Number 39 is Mielen Valta. It's uh, from the band Conis Kolomaten. It's a Finnish band. They sing only in Finnish. Uh, but it's the, it's the singer from Swallow the Sun. 
in his uh, new Death Doom project. So, of course, I I, I really dig it. Uh, another death metal band that made my list is a band called Horrendous Ontological Ethereum. <clears throat> um, it's very, I want to say psychedelic, very like cosmic in a way. It's a really fucking great album. Um, my number 37 uh, in a row. Come on. Somebody has to say that, right? Um, is the crawling all of this for nothing. Uh, like I said, that the track that we talked about earlier is probably my favorite, but it's a really good uh, album in, in its entirety. Um, number 36 for me is Tilkandra, uh, Hail the Abyss. Uh, another one of those albums that came out very early in the year um, and could have done with a little bit better production. Yeah, I never went back and listened to that one. I, I, I remember when it came out. Yeah. Um, excuse me, I'm going to grab something to drink here. Number 35. This is a band I don't think you've ever heard before. Um, it's a band called Sanguine Glacialis. The mm-hmm. album is called Maladaptive Daydreaming. Um, I discovered this by um, the the guy who runs Prog Power. He put out his top albums, and it was, they were on there, and I checked them out. They are a progressive black metal band written in the style of Danny Elfman. <laughs> it's very interesting, but very, very cool. Very good. I really enjoy it. Um, one of my favorite uh, thrash ish bands put a new album out called bat. And that's gamma bomb. Um, the Irish are so great, man. I, I, yeah. I love the singer's vo- his, his vocal style. It's just, it's just so addictive. Um, this might surprise you. Something that you might, have uh, thought was going to be way higher on my list is number 33. And that is a uh, Arjen Lukensen supersonic revolution. That is pretty low. That wow. is very low. Um, I have the album's okay. I like the cover songs <laughs> better than the album. It's an interesting album that he put out. Um, you know, it's just, he put a band together for it and they basically play different styles and influences of like seventies prog and, and metal and rock and stuff like that. Um, they pay, it's a tribute album to that, to that era. Really. Um, it's, it's okay. It's not, it's not his best thing, but there's still good stuff on it. Another album that, uh, people might've thought would be higher on my list is the new enslaved album. I'm doll. That, yeah, there, there's, there's something weird when it's so low on my list. There's only a, one or two tracks that I really go back to in its entirety. It's not, it's not a strong overall album in my opinion. I mean, it, it's no, it, it wasn't even a thought for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, it's to me, it's just, that was, it's just boring. It's like quite honest. I just found, I don't know. It, I, it's one of those things where I'm like, uh, I just have to keep hoping enslaved will change their direction and do something that connects with me, I guess, again, because whatever kind of proggy kick they've been on for the you know past many albums, it's just diminishing returns for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. I mean, I like their, their more modern style comparatively to like some of their older stuff for sure. For sure. But um, I don't know, just there's a, there's a couple of good tracks, but it just didn't overall keep my attention for the whole year, you know? Yeah. Um, hold on, let me get back to my list here. Um, number 31 
is a band called Orphans of Dusk. Uh, the album's called Spleen. Uh, horrible band name, horrible album title, but a great band. Um, they are like, uh, if, if you want a modern typo negative sounding band, look no further than these guys. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people talk about them. Um, I've introduced them to, I think we played them on the show before, didn't we? Early in the so, year. Yeah. yeah. So I've been, I've tried to introduce them to people, but, um, it, you know, um, it's still not super high on my list. Um, so we're at my 30. Do you want, do you want me to keep on going? Um, or you want to take I, a break and talk about something? Should I add in a couple things that were, um, what, what are we going to call them? They're not, your they're honorable cuts. mentions. Honorable your, mentions. Yeah. Are um, these your honorable mentions or are these ones that you cut out and are below your honorable mentions? No, like, so my nominee pool for like the distilling the, the 10 was about, uh, I don't know. It was like close to, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, but the ones, I mean, I'll, I'll just mention just randomly some honorable mentions, uh, Grave Pleasures, remember that band? Yeah, uh, I do. That, that album, Plague Boys. I was always, I always went back to that album because I was like, "There's something here that I'm really responding to." It's not really metal, no, um, but it was, it was kind of, it's it was dark synth like, wave. Yeah, it's almost like tribulation without the the metal, and that's right. I think what I really connected with. I think that's what, yeah, <clears throat> tribulation. That's a perfect example because they're the metal version of dark synth wave, you know, with more guitar. Yeah. Um, and also well, another, now, another thing that wasn't metal that I really liked was the new Mercury album called spine. Um, I just kind of like what she does and it's, uh, you know, she's definitely gone off more into the realms of other types of music. It's, you know, not a lot of black metal still remains in her sound, but I really, I, I did like that album, but it, it, those, those two albums were just things that I went back to kind of casually and, um, uh, another one. Um, this was a this was a hard cut. I would say this was this could have been on the the top ten. Was the the second Black Braid album, Black Braid Two. Um, when that album came out, I was like, oh man, this is for sure gonna make the top ten. And then it just sort of got edged out by other stuff that came out after it. That um, is sitting uh, high and mighty at my number twenty two. Yeah. You know, it's great to have an indigenous, you know, metal band. Um, I just, and it's a one man project basically, but I wish he had taking it just a little bit more deeper into that territory, you know? Yeah. If I, if I had to compare it to the, the, the debut, I think I kind of prefer the debut just a little bit more. I mean, but this was a good album. It it just wasn't a great album. Um, And then I'll also mention um, Riverside ID um, entity, which, uh, you know, I really enjoyed that album. It didn't quite make the top 10, but um, it was definitely one of the first nominees I wrote down when I was compiling nominees. I was like, oh yeah, that Riverside album. I listened to the hell out of that. Um, and I'll I'll just do one more here just for the time being. I'll, I'll come back to this honorable mention list later. But um, the new Mercenary album, Soundtrack for the End Times, I thought was really good. Um, it, 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 it was maybe influenced by the fact that I just had been so long since mercenary put out an album. Yeah. 
So I really did listen to it quite a bit just on, on that virtue. I, I don't think it was one of the top 10 best albums of the year, obviously, but I enjoyed it and it was just nice to have that band back again. So, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was interesting because it sort of came out of nowhere for a lot of right. people. I'm yeah. like, Oh, there's a new mercenary album. Out? I think, right. I think we said the same thing on the podcast. Yeah. What? <laughs> How'd that happen? Um, is that all your audible mentions? No, there, there's a there's a whole, okay. a whole bunch okay, more. Cool. But, um, I'm gonna get yeah. to my I'm gonna go to my next ten, and then I'll get to that'll be to our top twenty, my top twenty. Yeah, and then we can sort of go from there. Uh, number thirty <laughs> for me is a band called Ocean Grave. The Buried Inheritance is the album title. Um, it's apparently it's an Italian uh, one man sort of project, but um, it's really really good. There's six tracks on it. Um. It's a uh, death doom, but a lot of Opus influences on this album. Really, really good. Hmm. Um, number 29 for me is an album that came out much later in the year. Uh, another death doom project with female singer. It's Aeonian sorrow. The album is called Katara. Really, really high quality fucking death doom. I, if it came out earlier in the year and probably would be higher on my list. Honestly, um, number 28 for me is astral born. I know. I think we've played these guys on the band on on the on the show before, right? It, it sounds familiar. I can't remember exactly, but yeah. No, these guys are like totally like um, melodes, um, mel- like melodic metal, um, melodic death metal. I think they're from the Midwest. I think, but very cosmic in nature. The the songs and the the imagery and all that kind of stuff. Um, really really good and if you haven't heard it i definitely recommend it's not on my top 15 or anything but it's it's really high up on my list it's really good um number 27 for me is a band called deaths of giants who i know we have played um song the album is called ventisorg uh now this is an album uh one man project written uh i can't think of his name right now i'd have to look it up but um it's written about his wife got cancer and the whole process of her getting cancer and then passing away. It's a really soulful and solemn album. That's really, really good. And it's, I, I every, everybody should listen to it. It's very, very meaningful. Um, number 26 is not to Himmel. I hope I'm saying that right. I know we played, this came out earlier, earlier in the year. Um, uh, the album's called uh, Morning Star. You know I liked it a lot because I actually bought the vinyl. Um, so it's a uh, I gotta look. It's a uh, former in the woods members. Um, they it's like an epic. It's this Norwegian black metal that's just it's just not super like raw black metal, but it's just not it's not overly produced. It's not um symphonic in, in a lot of ways it's just really 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 melodic black metal and i really really like this album a lot um number 25 for me and i'm sorry christian it's not higher on my list uh probably the best thrash album of the year comparatively to like the new overkill which is really good too but the new angelus apatrita the, yeah. the album is called aftermath such a great album it's it's catchy it's heavy there's punk influences it's thrashy one of the best thrash album then it's and it's uh modern yeah uh, I, there's a lot of modern elements uh baked into this album which i really liked it was also one of my honorable mentions is it yeah 
I'm glad to hear that. Um, I, mean, I, I listened to it quite a bit. It just, um, you know, it just didn't quite make the, the cut. I think the, the, the problem is the time that album was released, I had other things I was more interested in. So I kept on like pushing that. I, I was like, oh, I'm going to go back and listen to it. We go back and listen to it. And I just didn't get to it enough, you know? Yeah. Now, I feel you. There's a lot of albums that, that sort of happened this year, you know? Um, number 24 for me is a band called Omnirod, the uh, a Main Soul Rise. This is a, a heavy prog album uh, band. Uh, definitely wear their influences on their sleeves, heavily influenced by Devin Townsend. Uh, it's really good stuff. And I just discovered it really, really late in the year too. Um, but yeah, you can check all these bands that we're talking about. Uh, go check them out on, on their band camp. You know, if you like what we're, we're talking about, um, go support them buy their album, buy a vinyl, buy a shirt, buy something. This is a good way to support, especially, Still, the first Friday of every month, you can. Uh, it's Bandcamp Friday, where the proceeds go entirely to the band, which is really cool. So, um, uh, are we are we gonna play any music this episode, or, or do you just want to keep on going? Um, we could if we if we have time. <laughs> got a lot. We got a lot to get through, don't we? We do have a lot to get to. <laughs> um, we're going to play that by ear. I think this might be the one of the first time we don't uh, actually play. Uh, we'll figure it out. Um, all right. So my number uh, 23 is the band Lord of Shadows, Echoes of Yore. Um, debut album. It's another one-man project. Um, but it has a lot of guest stars on it. Um, Aaron Stainsorp from My Dying Bride. Uh Emilio Crespo from Sojourner, um, uh, Heike, what's her name? Heike Langan. She used to be in Draconian. She's yeah. like the, just the female vocals on this album. It's great. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a comparatively, it reminds me of like Castlevania in a, in a weird way. Um, it's like this rom- romantic death doom style album. Like, you know, that whole period. It's just, it's really good. I, I recommend people, check it out um number 22 we mentioned already we already talked about was black braid 2 um yeah i i just wish it was weird because like for a while when we got our car we had um uh satellite till we had liquid metal on with the liquid metal yeah liquid metal and for some reason one of the tracks from this this black braid i only call it a black beard but it's totally different black braid um (laughs) was like popular on, on the on the station it was like a nine minute track i'm like what okay that's it's very interesting but the the album's it, production on it is beautiful the drums sound really good they're really high in the mix and loud and everything about the album is really really good um number 21 for me is a band temperance hermitage daruma's eyes part two now this is the style of music that I'm sure you're more, uh, you know, more about than me. It's a um, you know like that serenity style, that that power, that style of power metal. But something about this album drug me in, and it's not just the spoken word by Arjen Lukinson, which is didn't find that out until afterwards. But <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Okay, um, but there's <clears throat> some 
it's all the elements of that the style of music that I like. There's they there's parts you know they'll they'll have like a melody or something that they revisit later in the album from an earlier part of the album. I really dig that style, and this it's a really really catchy album. I really dug it a lot. I um I I like the band a lot. I I didn't quite like this album as much. I think that the new singer is good, Kristen Starkey. I think she's really talented, but this um I just yeah. think they they need to. Uh, fine adjust to each other a little bit and maybe the next one will be better or at least for, in, in my opinion but um yeah this one i i gave it a good shot and it just didn't quite hit the same heights that their other albums had for me i feel you uh do you want to go into a couple more of your honorable mentions um yeah in the uh let's see what do we got here um kind of in that same range uh i would say the anger album cycles of pain mm. um i did enjoy it it just i don't there's something it, it, i, I yeah. thought it was good i thought it was real it was way better than the last one i just keep waiting for them to take a leap with with you know the, the current lineup and it's, it's not happening so um honorable mention I, th- I thought it was a solid album um i really really far more enjoyed the secret spear album black and heartbeat and it just sort of slipped in there at a bad time of the year otherwise i would have listened to it more but i really enjoyed every time i heard it i was like man this is really good and i, I love their last album like completely um also in that same kind of realm the new uh, ronnie romero album too many lies too many oh, masters yeah. great kind of gritty hard rock um the new warman album warman finally came back and that's, they had a great album you, buddy. here for none um which was I, great to hear that's what i'm i'm here for none of that well <laughs> and um speaking of angra um uh in that realm idu falashi had a great album came out in the middle of the year called el dorado i kind didn't even know that so um it was it was really fun really enjoyable great production on the album um had a lot of the power metal uh, fans kind of buzzing about that album and uh what else have i not gotten to i'm going to say uh the enforcer album that came out in spring oh yeah I think, nostalgia i thought that was a really fun album had a they really went and did something different not quite like night flight orchestra they kind of put their own spin on revisiting old school sounds of the 70s and early 80s um and I mean, yeah that's totally that totally makes sense. Uh, Twilight Force was one of the earliest albums that was released in the year at the heart of Wintervale. Our friends at um, the Metal Exchange podcast, Chris, this was his, um, not to spoil anything, but this was very high up on his list. Which I'll one? i say that. The, Which one? The, the Twilight Force record. Oh, I can imagine. And, yeah, I just started um, listening to that today, so I didn't want it to, I didn't want it to uh, influence my any of my picks, you know? Yeah, so um, that, I, I thought it was really good. I, it's just sometimes that band is is um, I'm in the mood for them, and sometimes I'm not. Uh, and I'll say a hard cut here from the top ten. Um, you could almost call this number eleven the the theoretical number eleven on my list was "Fires in the Distance," "Air Not Meant for Us." Yeah, um, I really love this album so Me much, and, and I really wanted it to be in the top 10. In fact, it was in the earlier iteration of the list, and then and it kept on staying in there. And then finally, I realized, I was like, I have to cut something. This is going to be the one. Yeah. And um, 
And that one and another hard cut was uh, the Four Token album Triumphs, which I was I listened oh, yeah. to the shit out of that album and the Cruaken album, The Living and the Dead. Those two albums, actually, those three albums were really difficult cuts to make. Mm. Um, where at some point in the iteration of my top ten, they were in the top ten, and I had to push them out eventually. So that's pretty much the extent of all my honorable mentions. Actually, I think that was it. All right. Yeah. I I definitely. Some like yeah, there's a couple I've. It's such so many albums that came out this year. It's like I like that four token. I know I listened to it, but I forgot to go back to it more. It's just yeah, it, it, a lot of I things happen. A lot of things happen. You, like last year, I was much better at keeping track of what I've listened to and not listened to and not that kind of stuff. It's it gets very difficult sometimes. Yeah, um, it's just like the only genre of music where there's so much released and then comparatively like you know if you're a pop fan or something like that it's just same shit over and over right and metal is at least there's different varieties of, of same shit over and over right <laughs> it's just done in different ways <laughs> um all right so my number let's go to my we'll do my my like 20 through number 11 and then we can do our top 10s um my number 20 was and oceans i'm sorry dot 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 and oceans uh, as in gardens, so in tombs. Uh, great uh, sort of like progressive, like death metal uh, album, black metal, whatever you want to call them. Um, another band that I think would have been benefited with better production. It's sad that we're, we have these albums that are so good that are just so low in the mix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Number 19 is a band not many people really know about or, or, or really talk about is Godthrim. Uh, the album is called Echoes. Um, slow, doomier, you know, slow, like you're almost sort of funeral doomish, uh, pallbearer type stuff, but uh, really heavy guitars. It's um, features the former My Dying Bride, uh, Hamish Glenn Kroos, and. Uh, it's very, if you like the slower, doomier, Paradise Lost stuff, I think you'll find something you really like on this album. Uh, number 18 for me is Ahab, The Coral Tombs. One <laughs> of the best funeral doom albums this past year, and the only one that's a concept album about fucking Moby Dick. Right, yeah, I remember hearing this. <laughs> Such yeah. a good album. I really, really love this album. Uh it's it's the 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 epitome of what uh, a good funeral doom band should be. Um, there's catchy moments. There's uh, you know thrashy moments at times. It's, it, there's slow, doomy plotting elements. I just I just love this album so much. Um, now this album, I probably have a feeling this is going to be higher in your list. So uh, don't say anything. Uh, Reign of the Reaper from Sorcerer. I like this album quite a bit, but I don't like it as much as the last Sorcerer album. Hmm. Um, and I tried. I've, I tried getting into it way more. I've listened to our friends at the Middle Exchange. I did a full dive into it, and I listened to it again. Yeah, yeah there's good stuff on it for sure, but there is so much other stuff that um, just hit my list this year. Um, can you guess what my number 16 is? It might not be a metal band at all. It's probably a doom metal album or it's something. It's not. 
It's no uh, Memento Mori from Depeche Mode. Hmm. Okay. So that's interesting. I mean, are you? Huh. Okay. I, that's fair. I've always been a Depeche Mode fan. Uh, this album is a little bit more darker and heavy in in its elements. Um, you know, how long have they been around? Almost. 40 something years and they're still making great music and they're still an influence for so many bands of so many different genres. And they're just a, they're just a great band. I've never, this is a band I've never seen live and I've always wanted to, they came earlier in the year, but the tickets were just way too expensive. Right. I've always wanted to see them. Um, so I think I mean, it's, cause it's interesting. Cause it's like, yeah. I, I would, ex- I guess I would always exclude like my, my borderline would be like if I say hypothetically if I liked the new Porcupine Tree album I would have yeah. said I would have included them on the list because I've done that before. Um, uh, did you like the new Porcupine Tree album? Porcupine Tree no, album? N- no, but like yeah. uh, <laughs> a couple years a couple years ago I had Stephen Wilson in my top ten. Yeah, and um, Depeche Mode. It's like I guess they're riding that border of like yeah. if you're having a list of metal albums, can you include them on there? I guess you can because of the influence they had. But like one of the sure. one of the albums I loved the most this year was the new Lana Del Rey album. Yeah, like that's seriously one of the albums I listened to the most this year. That if if I went on play counts alone, it'd have to be in the top five. Wow, but it's, it's definitely I'm not going to include it on the list. But like I'm just saying, like there's other stuff outside of yeah. Metal no, I get that, you that we both listen to a lot. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there was a lot of good stuff in that element this year. Um, <laughs> surprisingly, the new Rolling Stones album is really good. The new Zombies album is really good. A lot of these classic 60 bands are putting out new stuff. You know what I mean? I didn't even realize the Rolling Stones had a new album. Yeah. They're they're touring and everything. It's crazy. Um, huh. All right. Moving on. Uh, my number 15 is Oblivion Protocol, The Fall of the Shires, right? So this is a, this is a great combination of like 70s prog. Uh, even even more progressive or modern progressive stuff. Um, there's, I, I hear elements of like Rush and Stephen Wilson, Pink Floyd. When I hear a strange story about this album, do you it's know who sad. this is? Uh-uh. So um, here's a strange story. Richard West, keyboardist for Threshold, right? Wanted to do a sequel to the Threshold album, Legends of the Shire, that came out like six years ago, and the band said no. So... He wrote and 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 produced and recorded this album, uh, and originally he wasn't going he wasn't gonna release it, but uh, he found a record label to release it. So he created this prog supergroup, which includes um, the guitar player Rude Jolly, he used to be in Within Temptation, uh, Simon Anderson from Darkwater, and Darby Todd, who's currently touring with Devin Townsend. Hmm. Like this, he put this together, this little supergroup, and it's weird because like. If you think about it, it's like an actor in a movie liked the movie so much that he was in. He went and made another ver- a sequel to that movie without the director. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Is it's yeah. that it's sort of that same vibe, but the album is really, really good. It's 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 a weird, the weird thing, but uh, there, there it is. Um. My number 14 is Mariana's Rest. Uh, the new album is called Hour, Ayer. Um, death metal with a lot of doom and black elements. Uh, it's not as good as the last album, in my opinion, the one the last one they put out, but it really stayed through in rotation throughout the entire year. Um, the 
the screamy high sort of like vocals combined with like the, the doom just fucking work. And they, they're great songwriters too. Um, Saturnus, the storm within is my number 13. Uh, the best funeral is death doom album of this year. And there's a, an acoustic interlude song that actually features Paul Kerr from November's doom on vocals. Great album. I know they've toured with those guys a few times. So um, it's a band that's been around for a while. And I just recently discovered them uh, on this album, which there's a bunch of stuff on my list that I know they've put out albums before they've been around, but just never hit my radar until now, which is the cool thing about it. You know? Yeah. Are there, are there any bands on your list that, you know, you've heard them for a long time, but I've heard of them, but you never really gave them the time of day until now. Um, there is one who I have had to listen to in the past, but had not really paid that much attention to. Yeah, there, there, there's there's one. I'll point it out when we get to it. Okay. <clears throat> Give me one second here. I'm actually changing my top ten at the last moment. Well, you can't do that. <laughs> I can. I did. It's done. What number, are we at? what number are you at right now? I'm at number 12. Oh. Uh, so we got, I'm going to do these last two and then we'll get to our top tens. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number 12 for me is Hanging Garden, The Garden. Um, this is a band that I've, I've really enjoyed the last couple of albums. Um, uh, it's they're really rising up on my my fave band list, but my only complaint that makes this album a little bit lower on the list is that the songs are too short. Hmm. Um, yeah. They need to be more epic and more and, and just a bit longer. Um, they're great tracks on here, but um, I think this is a case of a little bit too much self editing, comparatively to some other bands that like Metallica that did not. Um, yeah, that's my that's my biggest complaint about this album. I just wish it was longer. I did. I did like the album. I didn't love it. I, I had some people recommend it to me, and yeah, um, yeah, they're a good band. It just this album didn't quite do it for me. Number eleven is uh, Wayfarer, American Gothic. Not the uh, the the website Wayfarer, but um, <laughs> I I wouldn't. Surp- I'm surprised that this is actually so high on my list because. The last album was good, but uh, American Gothic is just it just captivated me. It's like the perfect combo of like black metal, like old school metal, and like Americana. It's something that, and it's all about cowboys and stuff like that, uh, living on the on the plains and like high plains drifter and all that kind of stuff. And it's something on paper that doesn't sound like it should work, but it does. It's so it's so good. It's so weird. I really like that album a lot, and it's. And it's not like, oh, here's the Americana part. Here's the black metal part. You can just tell it's sort of, it's like a blend of it all together. And it's yeah. not, it, it's not um, overwhelmingly like in your face type of like, now we're going to do just banjo here, you know, it's really good. <laughs> right. All right. So that's our top, that's my top 50. There's a bunch of other <clears throat> bands that I've listened to over the, over the past year that didn't even make that list. So. We're just going to skip that. We're going to move on. Um, where are we at on time? We're at an hour right now. So let's just go, man. Let's uh, 
I mean, do you want to play any 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 tracks? I mean, we can just completely skip playing a track. Yeah, we'll, we'll skip. Um, uh, who's going first? We're going to start with number 10. I just did my number 11, so I'm going to let you do your number 10. Okay. So number 10 was Majesty's Vast Reaches Unclaimed. What? Really? Um, this right. album, just it's such like musical comfort food for me because it's – they're doing the style of Melodeth that that was like the foundational style of the mid '90s, and it's sure. like going. It's like it's almost like discovering a lost album from that era, and it took me back to when I first heard Melodeth and what that that sound that captivated me. And for all the crap that you know earlier in the year about In Flames is doing a, yeah. you know they're they're coming back, return to form, all that kind of stuff. Like that, it, that really didn't do it. And and no. this Majesties, if you're looking for that old classic in flames, just erase sound, really, this is it. This is the fucking album, right? I here. haven't heard and, this album. It's like I, it's something I've heard people talking about this year, but somehow it never hit my playlist. Yeah, it's these it's these guys from um, Antiverse, um, the Not two the multi- guys from Antiverse, Multiverse. And they they joined together with the guy from uh, the singer from Obsequiae. Remember that band? We were yes. We uh, they had that great album a couple of years ago that I really loved. The the Palms of Sorrow Kings, right? I and remember that. Um, he's they he joins with them, and they just it is sort of just like a love letter to old classic nineties Gothenburg Melodeth, and that, and it's it just it, it really just made me happy to listen to this album. Wow, um, yeah. So yeah, Majesty's Vast Reaches Unclaimed. I'm gonna actually have to uh, put that on my my list. And it's, it's too late. I'm not changing my top ten, but <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to hear it now. It's yeah. something I always thought it was like a. I don't know. I I don't know why it, it never started on my playlist. But thank you. See, we're all learning something tonight. Yeah. Uh, my number ten is uh, the loss of beauty from the band Shores of Null. Now this is yeah. we talked about it earlier. Um, what another huge surprise for me this year? Another one of those bands that I've always seen the name but never really paid attention to. Uh, one of my f- completely favorite Gothic Doom albums of the year. Um, they they sound like a like a more doomier Alice in Chains meets Paradise Lost. If that makes sense to you. Um, uh, another another issue where I wish the production was just a teeny bit louder a little bit tighter but oh my god um it's such a great album uh the harmonies and the, and the vocal lines and and just the overall i want to say like there's like a like a sadness to the album but in a good way it's really really good i, I cannot recommend this album enough all right number nine number nine uh, for me was the, uh, new immortal album war against all. It's just like, I love the fact that, that, you know, in the, in the wake of Abbott weaving that, um, demon as has just put out these two incredible albums. Yes. They're, they're yeah. like so, so true to the spirit of immortal and they're so catchy better than the last bass album. And they're so, and they're just so fierce and so like full of conviction. And I just, War Against All was, was tremendous. I actually liked it more than the last one, um, Northern Chaos Gods, which was a yeah. great album in itself. Um, I enjoyed this one a lot more. It, it's, it's funny, Northern Chaos Gods was higher up on the list when it came out in 2018. 
that's just a testament to how much other competition there was this year. So, um, yeah, number nine, Morgan Stahl, Immortal. Um, it just – Demon has um, apparently can do no wrong in, in my eyes right now. So, And it, it's cool. really just him yeah. too. It, yeah, he's, the, he's the last one. I definitely, I definitely listened to this album multiple times, and it was just one of those – Felt it's not that it's not good. It just fell off my list, you know? Right. Um, all right. Our number nine for me, um, really late to the, the game on this band, but it is a band we've already talked about earlier. And this is ID entity from Riverside. Yeah. Um, totally late to the, uh, to the, to the game on this band. Uh, this grabbed me so much. Um, sometimes uh, the lyrics can be a bit cheesy, but the song, the musicianship make up for it. It's, one of the most um, catchy prog metal albums I've heard this year. Um, and like the instant the album was over the first time I heard it, I was a fan. I was like a hardcore fan of this band. And that doesn't happen very often. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've gone back and listened to a lot of their past catalog too. Uh, but yeah, I, I, ID entity. Yeah. It's just identity, however you want to call it. It's just, really 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 catchy and i'll I'll say this um because you know it was also one of my honorable mentions it's just like it it was one of the most unique sounding albums this year i think just uh, that i had heard period um and yeah the concept was really interesting and uh, there's one song on that album where it sort of starts off like um you you almost don't think you're listening to an album. It's some sort of weird voiceover that, that kicks in. You're like, <laughs> right. What am I listening to? And it's just it was so interesting. It, there's it, a, it really there's like there's a lyrics about like some weird social media shit on this album. Yeah, it's, there's some weird stuff on the album. You uh, know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Fear of a Blank Planet by Porcupine Tree. Sure. And that no, that's like just like you know. Whereas that was about the Xbox age and all that kind of stuff. This is about like social media and dis you know disassociation and. Perfect, kind of perfect, stuff, yeah. perfect uh, combination or description right there. Yeah, that's all. That's all that makes sense to me. Yeah. All right, so we're at your. What are we at? Number your number, number eight. Eight. Number eight was um, uh, a new band to me. Uh, Moonlight Sorcery, Horned Lord of the Thorned Castle. Man, this was the best black metal album of the year. I think, like pure black metal album of the year. And I went back really, and listened to this recently too. Yeah, you're right. They they really achieve something with their sound. I think a lot of other bands have tried to do, but it's something about the fact that they infuse this sort of power metal style Yingve Malmsteen <laughs> lead yeah. guitar stuff in there, and and it's over this second wave kind of traditional black metal, and it's such a great combination. And it really just feels like mystical and magical. This ne- album, would you call it neoclassical black metal? It, it it really does have that kind of vibe to it, and it's and something about it makes it sound very um, like it's a great soundtrack uh, to like a like a fantasy adventure RPG video game or like a tabletop. There you go, you know, RPG. There you go. That's, you know, if you're playing D and D. It, it's just it was one of the most imaginative black metal albums I've heard in ages. I'm gonna play. And I'm it, gonna play this as I'm uh, listening to this as I'm playing Alder's <laughs> Gate Three. Oh hell yeah, yeah! Perfect soundtrack for that. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm gonna have to go back and check out. I know I've not listened to it, but yeah, it's just so much this past year, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Number 
eight for me is actually a new band for me too. Um, and they're actually from Texas. Uh, one of my favorite discoveries this year, hands down, um, Craig's Grove, Fires in the Fall. Um, yeah. Perfect combination of like melodic black and death and doom and, and black gaze and all kinds of influences on this album that sounds really fucking great. If you had told me they were from like Europe somewhere, I would have totally fucking believed you, but they're from like the Dallas area. Um, and I, I enjoyed this album so much. I had to reach out to them to, to do an interview. So if you go back a few episodes, you'll hear that interview with, uh, Jay, uh, from the band. It's just such a, I go back to this album so much. Um, and still waiting on my vinyl. There was like, there was an issue with, you know, the production plan and all kinds of stuff, but the, um, the record label has been very forthcoming with why, um, apparently there was so many albums being made and the black metal or the black metal band get the shift. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you, when you didn't mention this band in your, like what when you did 50 through 11, uh-huh. you didn't mention them. I was like, okay, yeah, they're, they're, they have to always be in the top 10. So right. I'm not surprised to, to find them there. <clears throat> Great fucking band. I, I can't recommend them enough. Uh, we're at your number seven. Number seven is, yeah, for me, is Keep of Colossine uh, Catharsis. Um, this album, just front to back, just so enjoyable. And it's so epic. And it was really the first album this year I remember listening to. It was back in like March or April, probably March, where it was the first one I listened to where I was like, oh, this reminds me of why I like being a metal fan. Because it hit, it hit all the boxes of of what I love about metal. It was, it was great, epic and adventurous and, and like cinematic in parts and still heavy and pummeling. Yeah. And this is a band that, this is the band I was mentioning that was a band that I was aware of back in oh, yeah, me too. a long time ago. You know, I remember when, um, I remember being a fan of them, like around Armada or Colossus, one of those. Colossus, albums. Yeah. And, um, I think Colossus was like the one I really hooked into. And then I just kind of forgot about them. And then they had done a couple albums since then, but this was the first album they had, um, done in a while and just came back and kind of reminded me like, Oh, this band actually, yeah, I remember they've been around since the late nineties, man. Yeah. This band is awesome. And this album is phenomenal. And, um, one of the most enjoyable albums, it has, you know, one of my, um, best songs of the year, top 10, song uh from uh this album is journey's end and um yeah i just i just love that fusion of like melodic kind of death meets black metal with some power metal elements they just do everything so the album the album just it starts and it just fucking goes yeah super fast super melodic super symphonic um great production on it great production yeah yeah that's a yeah, I, I, you're you're right. It is a really good album. I'm changing my list. No, I'm joking. I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's another one of those bands. It's like Peter Parker. Or, you know, they use the the, the keep of Kalesin and right the the K was the album title and all that. You know, yeah, pretty great. Uh, all right, we're at my are we at my number seven? Yes. My number seven is On Thorns I Lay, the self-titled album that just came out earlier this year. Um, 
almost perfect gothic death doom album uh, production on of it is is amazing top notch uh the songs are catchy the guitar tones on this album are, are so thick and in just in your face but the the, the, the I, I just love the guitar tone and then the drums sound really good on this album um another one of those like give me like Death, melodic death doom was like super brutal guttural vocals and i'm happy yeah i i can't i really i really 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 love this album it's a band i've you know i've heard before but didn't really um i guess give enough time to until this album came out yeah another one of those i really went back into their back catalog and, <clears throat> and enjoying it so there you go that's uh my number seven on thorns i lay which sounds very painful. Uh, number six for me is uh, Cloak, Black Flame Eternal. Way um, lower on my list, but that's okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it this kind of grimy black metal meets gothic metal fusion they are doing. Yeah. Where it's, a, yeah, it's not like quite pure black metal. It's it's And it has some like black and roll elements into yep. it. So good. And it was like, it's so weird because... Um, this is, I think, my first introduction to this band, even though they've been on Season of Mist since their debut album. And I just have, it just didn't connect with me that this mm-hmm. band existed. And so, like, this was my introduction to them. And um, this was one of my most listened to albums. I would say, apart from my number one, this was like number two in terms of my most listened to wow. albums of the year. Like, I just would listen to this just driving to work. It's sort of like the soundtrack for the day just to get pumped up. Sure. And it was so good, man. I just and went um, I just went back to it recently, like in the past two weeks. Um, it was, you know, because a lot of people were still talking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I was like, I went back. I'm like, that's why this album is fucking great. Yeah. A really, really good album. Yeah. I mean, I haven't looked at anyone really a lot of anyone's lists yet, but I'm sure this is going to be on a bunch of them. So I know one of our good friends, Mike Lawrence, is really high on his list. Yeah. Um, he posted in the, uh, the, the Metal Geek Society. Um, and it's like spoilers, but <laughs> I try not to, uh, you know, any of my friends let their list influence me. But uh, I, I, I spent a lot of time towards the end of the year looking at other. Uh, people's list from other um, podcasts and other online places to see. Did I miss anything? Is this something I want to check out again? And I, I just, I've discovered a few here and there just by doing that. But yeah, that's actually what I'm going to do tomorrow is look at other people's lists because I haven't looked at a single one yet. Oh, so. have you? No, yeah. makes sense. Um, all right, where are we at right now? I'm sorry. Your number six. My number six. Um. My number six is a band that we talked about earlier. One of their songs is on my top 10 and it's Hinayana shatter and fall. Um, one of my favorite death doomish bands right now. They hail from Austin. Um, if you're a Wolfheart fan, you will love these guys. Uh, the song that I picked, of course, tide unturning features Tomas on it. Um, much better than the before the dawn album that came out earlier this year. So I'm a little shocked right now because this is my because if you had to ask me what my prediction was going to be for your number one album of the year, this was going to be it. Really? Yeah. This is. Oh wow. <laughs> this is what I had tagged. Well, you might be so, surprised then. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Um, I, I can't recommend these guys enough. Um, they 
I, I've seen, I got to see them live a couple of years ago and that's really what turned me on to them. I was like, all right, I, I had not heard of these guys before and I bought a shirt and I was just an instant fanboy at that moment. So that's my number six. If, definitely. If you're a, a fan of that Wolfheart style, check these guys out. Oh, you yeah. will not be disappointed. Yeah. All uh, right. So number five. All right, top five. Oh, we're top five now. This is like this is like getting into the meat and potatoes of it all. So number five for me is Gatekeeper from Western Shores. What? Um, I saw them live last year. This, uh, you're lucky. Uh, this is a phenomenal album, and it's one of those Cruz Del Sur releases. Yes, I love that label. Um, but they played this, it. They played it. Health Heroes. This album, or this band, their first album, I was just like, I remember it was getting all this buzz, and I was like, eh. And I listened to it, and I was like, I wasn't impressed. And so this album comes out, and they have a new singer, um, Tyler Anderson, who is like this kind of Eric Adams vocal power prowess meets kind of that Chris Black kind of monotone approach, and it meshes together in this weird combination. Got a little... Uh, David DeFay, Virgin Steel stuff going on in there too. And it's just so good. This album is so fun to listen to. And it's like power metal, but with a sort of muted, sort of um, almost stonery undercurrent to it. And I love that combination. And it's, it's if you're into like Manila Road and stuff like that, you're, you're going to be into this. It's and, definitely um, 70s rock influenced for sure. Absolutely, and it's and it's but with really, great modern production, it's 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 like stripped down U.S. power metal. So like you know you have Judicator, <laughs> who's like the more European leaning side. When you this say when you say that. Cruise del Sol Records, this is like one of the bands that like will pop into your mind. I'm like, that's yeah. the sound. You know what I mean? And and just the vocal change did so much for these guys with this album, and it's just a fully real. It, the, every, everything sounds brighter on this. The, the harmonies are tighter. The guitars are are just better in the mix and it's just a phenomenal album i i have a hard time seeing how they're ever going to top this but um hopefully they keep the new singer and and i'm looking forward to seeing what they can do next time because this was yeah absolutely one of the best albums of the year um i i i my top five it doesn't have any um death metal really sort of yes but no um and I don't want to step on any toes, but I think what we're done, what we're going to do after we're done is there's some bands that I sort of have like on a separate list that we have not talked about. There's a couple that we will get to, but are we in my number five? Are we, are we ready to go? Your number five. Yeah. My number five. All right. So one of the best prog metal albums this year. No, one of the best albums this year is no spun opus. Um, this the first time I heard this album, the 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 intro track, um, was the the lyrics. Did, I was like, "What is going on?" Didn't make any sense to me. But then it all makes sense in this this huge concept album. Um, it's so it's so catchy and memorable. Uh, lots of weird off kilter melodies and elements. Um, definitely reminded me of a toe hider at times, um, which is great. But yeah, it's. These guys have written and and produced one of the best albums of this year, and I think they were surprised how well it's done too. It's just hitting everybody's like top list, you know. Can't recommend this this 
Nospun, Nospun, however you want to call him. Uh, Justin from Metal Exchange is a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they both are, I think. Yeah. And, no. and and rightfully so. This is one of those bands that I had no about. I had no idea about until they were announced for um, Prog Power, right? Yeah. And I just sort of like, oh, who is this? Who is this band? So I checked it out at that point and it was just like, wow, what is this? And going back to it, thinking, you know, what I've listened to the most out of this past like six months, this is probably the album I've listened to the most. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just, it's comfort food now. <laughs> right. If you know what I'm saying. All right. Uh, number four. Number four. Number four is, um, you already mentioned these guys, but Sorcerer, uh, Reign of the Reaper. I knew they'd be high in your list. Um, it, you know, the thing is, like, and I wasn't that wild about the last album they did, Lamenting of the Innocent. I thought it sort I of love dragged. That album. Um, in some parts, but this album, what I what I feel that they did was they in, in basically stepped away from doom metal a little bit and in, incorporated more traditional metal elements. Sure, and that's and to me that tightened up their their songwriting. It tightened up their sound, and they they kept the doom elements more to like the tone and the and the you know the keyboard semantic stuff. Yeah, and the, the riffing and. The, Guitar tone dis- and stuff like that. Your description so, right there might be why I I like Lamenting of the Innocents better. It, it could be because that was definitely a doomier album. Yeah. Um. And but this one to me it it played to everything that I love. It really reminded me of like Black Sabbath with Dio that sure, kind of vibe definitely. and and just um you know Anders Engberg having like the vocal performance of his life on this album just soulful vocals there are moments in this album where it just seems like he can't even restrain himself by the amount of power he's about to unleash and it's the guitar work was amazing it's just it's a dazzling epic album that is i think hard for a lot of bands to pull off convincingly and these guys can pull it off convincingly so yeah number four sorcerer sorcerer i i don't fault you on that one my friend uh my number four that we're at my number four yes um fires in the distance air not meant for us yeah uh the best use of a piano as an instrument in any band recently but especially in a mellow desk doom band yeah um songs are so memorable uh they're on just top of their game on this album guitar tone the riffs everything about it um i I wish, and I know a lot of people have actually put this high on their list this year, which is great to see, because um, I really liked their last album too, but they just took it to the next level here, and um, I, I, I really, I, I've said it a few times, but I can't recommend this album more than I can. It's so good. Yeah, and this was a, one of my hard cuts to exclude from the yeah. top 10, and it, and the thing about this album that I think is, it's so creative. Like the, the incorporation of the piano, the way yes. they do it, it's it's so it when you listen to it, you just think like this shouldn't work. Right. Somehow somehow they made it work and I can't figure out how they did it. And a lot of bands have been doing that recently, uh, but they do it so well. And like 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 we said, it's not it's not synths, it's not like keyboards and stuff like that. It's actual piano melodies being played as an instrument in a in a doom metal band. It, it's weird because it's you know when you actually listen to these songs it's like the piano is like a counter melody to the yeah. actual song but the but the thing is the counter melody actually becomes the main melody it's so weird how they did that yeah I couldn't 
figure it out. And it was such a compelling album to keep coming back to, to go, man, I, every time, the one thing I remember about this album that I, I thought to myself when I was listening to it one day, was like, every time I listen to this album, I pay attention to it. Like I really actively listen to it. It's nothing I can put on in the background. And I think that might be like the best compliment I could pay towards it is like this album forced me to pay attention to it. And the music is so good. They released an instrumental version of the album too. That yeah, me. I mean, I mean, that says something right there, right? It's it's one of the albums everyone needs to listen to. To you know, this of that came out in twenty twenty three. Yes. Um. No. Even though whatever our top three are, this yeah, this album needs to be listened to by everybody. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of, uh, your number three. Yeah, number three was um, the new album by Serenity, Nemesis AD. I mean, this is like it, it, it's it's like um, the turnaround this band has achieved in one album just by including a new band member who has juiced them creatively. So they they got in uh, the guitarist um, and songwriter from Temperance, Marco Pastorini, into their lineup. Yep. And he has basically paired up with, with Jorg Neuhauser, the vocalist, to become the kind of the songwriting nucleus on this album. And it has just been a 180 for these guys where they were sort of stagnant on their last two albums. This album is the serenity that I remember. It's It sounds mm. reinvigorated. The entire album was fantastic. I mean, there's so many songs in this album that could have ended up on my top 10 songs list. Sure. And which was stunning to me. And they had the best song of the year in Reflections of AD. Yeah. Um, I, would, I, I, I definitely agree on that song. It, it, it's so it's so interesting how just adding a new guy into the band who, you know, interestingly enough, um, he was Yorg's songwriting partner in Fallen Sanctuary, which was the, right. the side project that Yorg was doing last year that, that released a pretty decent record. I really I, I think that. I think that he realized he's like, man, I could really write like maybe some good serenity stuff with this guy. I should need, I need to convince yeah. him to join the band. And it was the best decision they ever made. I'm a, I'm, I've never been a huge serenity fanboy like you. I've always liked him. I love the Yorg. Yeah. George, whatever Yorg. Uh, I love his vocals. Uh, I, I love war Kings, um, which is his not so secret identity in that band. <laughs> right. Um, which uh, it's just, you know, that's definitely my style, but I really, really love this new Serenity album and the, uh, and the song that you picked. Yeah. It's, I think I, I messaged our group, our, our, and I was like, this is like the best song I've heard in a long time. It yeah. totally has like this amazing sabotage vibe to it. Um, which if sabotage could write music like this, I know I would be a happy boy. And, and, you know, doing co-vocals on that song is, is Marco Pastorini and, and they're kind of trading yep. off vocals and it's like, yeah, Marco's a great singer too. He's one of the three singers in, in Temperance. The, 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 the pairing of him in this band is amazing. I only hope that he sticks around so they can keep doing albums with him because this was phenomenal. This made, yeah. this made me so happy as a Serenity fan. And, um, and the thing is, I know that just like other power metal fans who listen to this have kind of, it's, Kind of raised to my brows, like whoa, Serenity, like coming back yeah. all of a sudden. So yeah, it's it's such a great album. Uh, we are my number three. Am I correct? Yeah. This is sort of a cheat here. I'm going to put two together. All right. What? Yeah. You, <laughs> go with me here. Um, Insomnium, on O sixteen ninety six, and Songs of the Dust, their EP they put out later in the year. They've admitted 
the songs that are on that EP sh- are songs that should be a continuation of the, the album. So it makes sense to me. Um, I'm a fanboy. One of my favorite bands of all time. This album did not disappoint. Um, I think it's some of the best mellow deaths that came out in this past year and one of their best in a long time. Um, they felt like you just mentioned about Serenity. They felt in like reinvigorated for some reason on this album. It was just, not like the last couple albums have been bad, but there's just something they were firing on all cylinders and um, came out really early in the year. Uh, and I just keep on going back and back and back to it. It's one of my favorites. I noticed you haven't mentioned him yet. So the, so the album um, before this one was heart like a grave, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, heart like a grave. I, you know, my feelings on that, my, I love that album and this one, it just didn't do anything for me. Like I, I really, even when I was going back and reconsidering albums for this list, I went back and listened to it again, just to see like, man, did I just, missed something when this came back and um, way back earlier in the year. And I, and I, it just did not click for me. And it was mm. definitely, if we, I hate to say this, but if we have a list of most disappointing um, albums of the year, this is high up on that list for me because Uh-oh. I expect, I expected a lot and I, and it just didn't. And, and you know, and, and unfortunately it was even the song with, um, with, uh, the guy from uh, Rotting Christ. Yep, White Christ. It's, um, I was just kind of like, I thought he was underutilized on it. Yeah, I don't know. It just, I, I definitely felt the, the opposite, <laughs> put it that way. Oh, well, that's okay. That's why we have difference of, we have a different opinion. That's completely fine. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. I know what one of your top two is going to be. I definitely yeah. know because we yeah. haven't mentioned it yet. Um, and you might be able to know my top two. Well, now, now I'm all confused. So, <laughs> are you? Yeah, I don't all know right. what two could be. Yeah, I thought I yeah. thought I knew what one was, but yeah. Um, all right, let's go to your uh, number two, Mister Insomnium Hater. Yeah, number two is um, this is a, a band that so they had debuted uh, like two years ago with an EP, but this is the debut album of Skyblazer. Um, oh, Infinity's wow. I not, Wings. I would have totally lost on that on that list. I would have not expected um, that. And you know, the funny thing is, you were talking about like a couple times earlier in your list. You were talking about how it might have been higher, but the production was yep. whatever on certain albums. So this album is definitely the least produced album on my top ten list <laughs> because the guy Johannes Skyblazer basically produced it in his bedroom. He, he did everything himself. It's a one man band. Yeah. And it, it has this almost sort of deliberately bedroomish, amateurish vibe going on. But this is such a phenomenally brilliant, like uh, power metal album in the vein of like power quest and crystallion and freedom yeah. call. And it's, it's a deliberate throwback to like 2000, 2001, 2002 era power metal because that's his chief influence. And in a year where power quest, you know, basically just called it quits back in March or January, whenever they did, they, um, to have this album come out this year felt like a passing of the torch for that style of metal. And 
the thing about the, that actually makes this work and the reason why it's so high. And this was an album that I, I was trying to keep off my list Cause I'm like, this is such a Homer pick for me to, to have this kind of album like on my top 10 list. But I listened to it so much and this band kind of, took over my my power metal listening this year so much wow it would have it would have been disingenuous for me not to have it on my list I, the be, least, i'll be 100 percent honest with you i have not heard it they're the least heaviest band on my list but That's okay but they're so this album is so like hard on sleeve earnest it's about power metal when power metal was like you know defiantly earnest i think yeah. and um chris from the metal exchange this is way high on his list too and um, I, I, he and I, we feel the same way about Power Quest, and I think just emotionally, like he feels the same way about this album that I do. Yeah. So this is totally. I, I don't expect a lot of people understand why this is so high, especially if they hear the production on it and they go like, "This sounds like it's recorded in the bedroom." It is recorded in the bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. Sky Blazer, so, yeah. is that what you said? Sky Blazer, Infinity's Wings is number two for me. All right. Oh, they did a Christmas song too. I know we yeah. played these guys on the show earlier in the year. Yeah. All right. Well, we're at my number two. Do you want to guess what it could be? I, I cause now I'm thinking that like in my mind, you've run through all the kind of doom, mm-hmm. uh, melodic do- or death metal band or, or um, melodic doom bands. I, that I can think of. I'll give you a hint. Uh, it is on my top 10 songs, this band. Huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking right now. Uh, my number two album is Nine, IX, from Host. Oh, okay. That, that's, You're like, oh, yeah. it makes sense now. Yeah. My definitely my most listened to album in 2023 by far. Um it's it's my comfort food. It's my it's my go to. I I really really earnestly love this album. Uh, their Iran cover is okay, but um, different. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that host era Depeche, of Depeche of Depeche Mode, loving Paradise Lost. You know, and this is this continues what they were doing on that on those those uh, that that era of the band and. Um, they did it in such a great way. It's like there's real life, uh, like instruments on it. Um, Nick Holmes and, and Gregor McIntosh are the, the two main guys behind this project. And it, it's just, it's so good. Um, it, it, it's one of those things when I'm in a, I don't know, in a crappy mood or something, I can just pop this album on my own and just be happy. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it, and to be honest with you, it, it, um, it sparked my interest more this year for that style of music, that dark synth wave stuff got me really more back into Depeche Mode this year. Cause I always liked them, but I never really went back and listened to, you know, albums in their entirety from that band. I went back and did that this year, uh, for most other stuff, um, and like you, you said that other band, uh, what did you call it? What band was it you mentioned earlier? Great Pleasures. Oh yeah, yeah that that style that <clears throat> um, you know, I've uh, really been getting back into it recently, and it's just it's just a lot of fun. So they had to my number two. 
I encourage you to listen to that album a lot. Yeah. And be, and be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> All right. All right. So we need to uh, have like a drum roll here. Your number one. Can I take a guess what your number one would be? Yeah, sure. It is it Therion? No. What? All right. I'm lost because that's not even on your list. No, they're not on my list. Um, the, All right. the, um, I'm confused you now. The song Rulers of Tomorrow yeah. made the songs list. Oh, but um, not the album. No. Um, I enjoyed that album. It just it it came too late in the year for me to have it qualify as a nominee, really. Okay. That um, makes sense. I don't I, I think it's the least favorite of the, the Leviathan trilogy for me, but I still enjoyed it. You know, it's still a Therion album. Um yeah, so number one for me is um Sacred Outcry, Towers of Gold. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, if if anyone has heard this album, you know why it's number one. And the thing is, you know, I was telling you that I hadn't, I haven't looked at anyone's lists recently, but I know for a fact that this album has made like many people's number ones on their list because I follow um, this band on social media, and they've been posting like every time someone like throws it on their their best of list, yeah. And it and every t- every update I see is like number one, number one, number one. So this is, I'm one of the many voices that are proclaiming this to be a absolute power metal modern day classic. Um, This is one of those albums that when I talk about power metal in the future to someone, I'll mention this album alongside Keeper of the Seven Keys and Nightfall and Middle Earth and Land of Free and Ecliptica and and Black Halo because this is that level, that, that quality, that tier where it's genre defining. This is... It's not reinventing the wheel, but you have a tremendous songwriter in in George Apollodemus and pairing up with a legendary vocalist like Daniel Heyman, obviously Lost Horizon, um, and maybe providing him with a platform to turn in his best vocal performance ever. I mean, ever. He's amazing on this album. And it's a thematic kind of conceptual album that's, not bogged down by plot that is just like a you know perfect sort of platform for this epic power metal that's equal parts US power metal and European power metal fused together. Um, it's I, I think if you just listen to this album as a power metal fan, you kind of realize like, oh Jesus, these guys have delivered a classic. This is like a classic of the genre. And um, easily one of the greatest power metal albums in history, I'm going to say. By far the best power metal album of the year. That goes without saying, I think. Um, I I can't say enough good things about this album. I think think you could easily just put this alongside Keeper and the Seven Keys and, and have someone listen to them and go, yeah, that makes sense. It's that good. It's, I it's think that good. I, I That's a great idea for an, an episode. We should do the most influential and best power metal album of all time. Yeah. I have a list of those. I'm on the, on the metal. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm a power metal uh, fan, but not to the degree that you are. It seems. Um, so it'd be interesting to, to, to discover stuff that I've never listened to before as well. So let's, yeah. let's definitely do that. Um, all right. Very cool. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I knew 
that album was really popular and people were been really giving it high praise, but I need to check it out for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. We're down to my number one. Can you guess what this is? Now I have no idea. You have no idea. I have no idea. All right. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to give me a drum roll, please. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, Haken fauna is my number one album of the year. Huh? That's surprising. Why is that surprising? I just didn't. I thought, you know, you didn't mention them on your honorable mentions. I should have caught that. Yeah. But you know what? You know what threw me off was you mentioned them on your songs. And right. so in my mind, I was like, oh, you already mentioned Haken. My number one song was The Alphabet of Me from this Haken album. And my number two wow. was Tomorrow Sky from Host. So that should have my one my one and two album and song are from the same album. So, so, so Haken just swept the year, basically. The, I really, I fucking, uh, ever since I saw them live, I mean, I was into them before, but when I saw them live, right before the pandemic started, uh, they were the, like the last band, <laughs> one of the last bands I saw before it started, because we saw them like on a, like a Sunday, and like Tuesday, everything had shut down, or Wednesday of that same week. Um, it was Haken with Devin Townsend, phenomenal show, and um, I, I really fucking love this band and then um when they started releasing singles earlier in the year and this is one of them the first time i heard it i'm like what is the alphabet of me i don't quite get this track it's weird but it grew and grew on me like 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 the entire album um i think i've listened to this album probably you know if i had counted it's like the most i've listened to an album i know i've annoyed my wife so much with this album in the car Every time we go somewhere, I'm like playing this song, this album. So, yeah, it's definitely my number one. It's been my number one for a long time. I don't think wow. it's going to change. Yeah. It was weird. But yeah. A lot of prog metal for me and a lot of uh, Death Doom, which is not surprising. But, you know, this, this Haken album, because I, I mean, I've been sort of intrigued by the band ever since they had um, that kind of very retro 80s album that came out a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, and, uh, um, this the virus album, album or the it was one before that i think Vector, had yeah, Earth, yeah. yeah it had earth rise on it um yeah the, this uh this album i listened to like just a couple times and it didn't hit me and so i think in my sort of tendency to be impatient with prog i just skipped past it and i was like ah forget it and so now with it being your number one yeah i'm gonna have to go back and check this out tomorrow again and give it some spins tomorrow so for sure. Um, Please do. That and, and the host album again, because um, that's another one that I just didn't get to listen to enough. So. I'm looking forward to seeing them uh, next month. I believe they're doing like, which is so weird because my wife really wants to see, um, oh, what's the name of that doo-wop 50s horror? The, the, the Satan doo-wop group. <sighs> what, are they, what are they called? Twin yeah. Temple. Thank you. Twin Temple. Um, yeah. So they're supposed to open up for Danzig and they, that show got canceled. And then oh, uh, okay. they're playing at rise or not rise rooftop, uh, uh, warehouse live midtown, is what it's called now. Right. And next month, the same fucking night is Haken's doing their show. Well, <laughs> really it's just down the road. So, so I want, my wife really wants to see twin temple. I know she likes Haken too. Cause I, play it so much she it has to be absolved into her being by now right yeah um but 
Yeah, so if you want to go see Haken with me, it, it'll be a fun show. Trust me. Yeah, I'll have to think about that one, yeah. Um, I want to talk about... We talked about uh, our... Spirit, I, I, did, I already did like 50 bands or whatever, but um, I guess we would be remiss if we didn't mention a couple of releases uh, that neither of us have mentioned before. Uh, the new Cannibal Corpse is always really good. I mean, you know what you're yeah. getting. Um, let's see. I'm looking at my my list here. The new Frozen Soul. We, neither of us mentioned that. That's great fucking death metal. It was it was really good. It was good. Uh, the new Obituary, of course, was good too. Um, the scars, the new Scar Symmetry. I want to like that album more than I do. Yeah, there's good stuff on it, but um. We haven't mentioned the Shamala Gognar Convergence. You know, and I listened to that album quite yeah. a bit, but it just, um, I think I listened to it too late. Like in the last month sure. I've been listening to it. So. That makes sense. I, I totally get it. Um, band, Another band I want to mention is Exos. Exos I don't know how to say it. X-O-T-H. Uh, Exogalactic. Great album that came out this year. Um, nobody has talked about the new Venomous concept album, The Good Ship Lollipop. It's fucking weird oh. and catchy and crazy. It's weird that there's like members of like Napalm Death doing this album, you know? Huh. Um, I'm trying to look. Um, no, when when neither of us mentioned like the new Catatonia at all. Yeah, I wasn't it's Catatonia. Yeah. What about? Did you have the Camelot new Camelot on your list? No, I did not enjoy that album. Really. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm very contrary to what the metal exchange guys had to say about that album. Interesting. Uh, I want to mention the new, uh, the Isole, Isol, uh, phenomenal album. Uh, Anna Sedora. There's a band called Godiva, not the chocolate, but Godiva. Uh, they have an album called Hubris. It's, it's very uh, Cradle of Filth, but in a great way. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great album. And a lot of people, I, I follow them on social media and people are talking about it, but, um, and then the other band I wanted to mention is archivist, a V K R V I S T pretty good too. Um, I think that's it. I think we've mentioned everything. We mentioned how much I hated the, before the Dawn singer. That's my most disappointed. That was, yeah, that's that. I think that album ended up on my, my list of disappointments. Yeah. I tried. I really tried. I liked, I love the music, but there's something about his vocals that just great on yeah, me. Cause the song, cause I thought that some of the songs are pretty good. Yeah. But, um, you're right about that singer. I wasn't wild about that. And, and it's weird. Cause like I saw him, like he was like a winner of like finish got talent. One of those reality type shows. And when I saw him there or his vocals there, I'm like, Oh, he's not bad, but right. Just doesn't fit the band. I, I think that's what the issue was. Yeah, it's not the not the right style. All right, so we we did good. We're like an hour forty five into it. Um, is there anything you've checked out from twenty twenty four already? No, I haven't. I haven't. I've been so obsessed with this list, so I um, going to maybe take the rest of the month to just listen to whatever I want to listen to before I dive into you know twenty twenty four stuff. So. That makes have sense. You? I have. I've I've checked out. I've started a playlist. Um, I'll mention a couple here that I've I've listened to so far. The new Panzer Christ. They put an EP out. It's really 
pretty damn good. Um, let's see here. I listened to that Russell and Guns album, Jack Russell and Tracy Guns. Mm, huh. Not great, yeah. in my opinion. Um, there's a band uh, that Matt Heafy, of course, is involved with called Ryujin. Uh, it's like, um, they're like a Japanese, like, um, like a lot of, uh, movie soundtrack influence metal, I guess. Um, Hmm. a band called scanner who apparently have been around for a long time, but they have an album that just came out called the cosmic race, which is pretty good. And the new Magnum, uh, album just came out, um, I think last week or something like that, January 12th. Yeah. Last week. And like the week before the album, the guitar player passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Clark. Yeah. I need to, yeah. uh, I need to listen to that album. It's good. Actually. I got I've enjoyed see- their, their past few albums. Yeah. I saw the vocalist live when he played with Avantasia. Yeah. So is anything you're looking forward to? Any concerts, any albums? What's, what's going on? Um, the the Mirath album, new Mirath album comes out in early February. I think it was first week of February. I thought they put it one out in 23. Um, I thought they put I think it was just a single maybe, right? Oh, I, I had the – I thought it was a full album. Because I believe the album doesn't come out until – I thought it was February. But I'm looking forward to that. And um, let's see what else. Um, more really just looking forward to seeing. Um, oh, Boys Bailey, Circle of Stone. That was another one. I don't know when that's coming out. New Bork Nagar album. I've, I've avoided yes. listening to the single for that. It's good. I just want to. I just want to hear the entire th- album. Um, and then, of course, obviously, March Bruce Dickinson. Um, I think March 1st, Bruce Dickinson album comes out. Look at Mandrake Project. Looking forward to that. Um, Judas Priest at some point, I think, is going to come out in the spring. Yep. Um, Invincible Shield, I I think that was. Right. Have you heard anything um, from that yet? No. I'm going to – I just I kind of want to just have that you know, as one experience. There is a Dragon Force album coming out sometime in the spring, I believe. I don't know if that's yep. confirmed yet. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's a date. Oh, no, there is. Uh, March 15th, called Warp Speed Warriors. Huh. Same day as Scott Stapp, so looking forward to that. But, yeah, that's really the only – I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing Boy and Guardian in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's really it. I, I have to dive into what's coming out in the year. I, haven't really, I literally haven't looked at anything beyond – I mean, we have the new Bruce Dickinson to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, um, that March. comes out. Yeah, March. Um, Caligula's Horus. I know that's supposed to be really good. Um, let's see what's coming out. I just I just got the new uh, Lucifer promo. I haven't heard it yet though. Um, I guess you're right. There was the new. The, I thought there was the Mirror's album had already come out, but um, Per Weiberg has a solo album coming out, which is pretty cool. I don't know what it's going to sound like, but it could be fun. Um, Firewind has a new album coming out, and I've heard a couple tracks from it. It's I have nothing against Hergie Langham's at all. I think he's a great vocalist. It's just I don't think he's the right choice in Firewind. Yeah, he he did a great job for them. Um, 
Alive, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about any um, in memoriam type of stuff? Well, I think um, we so we just mentioned Clark and uh, James Kotak recently passed away. That was a bummer. Um, that is true. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, former drummer from Scorpions and Warrant. Sixty-one. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. Uh, so let's look in 23, um, Tim Amar, we have to definitely talk about him. Uh, okay. vocalist Pharaoh, you, he was on the control denied album. Phenomenal fucking vocalist died way too young. Jim Durkin from dark angel passed away. Um, Kirk Arrington, the former drummer from metal church and all these, all of our people who grew up listening to are dying, man. It's sad. Let's see here. Um, Steve Riley, who was a former drummer from LA Guns. He was in Wasp yeah. and Keel. Everybody knows him. Um, I was also thinking of like, um, I don't remember when it was in the year, but when, when Bernie Marsden passed away from, from White Snake. Right. Uh, yeah, August. Yeah. Then uh, Charlie Dominici passed away in November. Uh, very first vocalist for Dream Seater. A lot of, lot oh, of, yeah. lot of deaths. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. Well, were you surprised by any my my any choices or what was your biggest surprise? Hiking, hiking was the biggest surprise, I think. Really? Because I just I I didn't see that coming. Because I don't think you really talked about them that much throughout the year. Hmm. You know? Because I remember even mentioning that, like, oh yeah, I have I need to go back and listen to that hiking album and. And it, it wasn't like you were like, yeah, you need to go and listen to it. <laughs> you know, so I, was, I, think, I, was, I think I was saving my surprise all year for that. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the biggest surprise was number one. My biggest surprise for you would Serion was not in your top 10 albums. Aren't your albums at all? Yeah. yeah. You know, it is what it is. All right. Well, thanks for uh, hanging out with me again this uh, on this episode as we uh, dived back into 2023. Of course, if you guys are listening and uh, you want to let us know your your list with your favorite albums, um, you, you, you know, I keep on saying, I, I was, always go back to this, the, the cattle decapitation. That's a really yeah. good fucking album, too. I don't, I like, never been a big fan of them, but something about this new album that sort of like got me. I'm like, oh, I get them now. Because it wasn't you, super grindy the whole time, you know? Yeah. I mean, in that same, realm did you go and uh, go back and give that two mode album um, i did some not more listens yeah i have not i i, I want to like that band more than i do yeah. i think yeah but i yeah i i gave it a shot so but if you're uh if if you want to know and share your list with us come join the uh, metal geek society page over on facebook um and post your list there for sure we can have some great discussions. We're going to post about this episode in there when it comes out and we could uh, talk about your favorite albums there too. Um, you can also find us on social media at MSRcast on all the socials. Um, any place where you download your podcast, we're on Apple music. We're on Spotify. We're on, uh, what's the name It's changing. Um, something go if go, Google music is going to YouTube music soon. It's going yeah, away. I, so I, I got to, I need to get all my podcast to another app. Yeah. I got to figure that out soon too. Um, 
And of course, you can check us out on the web, msrcast.com. And our sister show is Metal Geeks Podcast, where we will be getting together next week to uh, talk about our favorite albums uh, in uh, as well as we're also going to be talking about our favorite films, my favorite video games, uh, our favorite TV shows, all that good stuff, all that other geeky stuff that we're all into. Um, do you have a top 10 for any of that stuff? Probably not. No. I mean, I actually, I actually did watch a bunch of stuff this year. So, or this past year. So well, if you can put your list together, we'll get you on. Yeah. I have to think it, a lot of it might be old, like stuff that didn't come out that year though. <laughs> That's okay. So there's yeah. a lot of great TV shows that I watched in this past year. Um, especially being sick. I've watched a lot of shit. So yeah. Um, what about you, sir? Where can people find your information? Uh, at the metal pigeon, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, uh, obviously go check out my lists at the metal Yeah. Yep. You'll see his top 10 list in full details on that. Check out the episode and then go read more about it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thanks again, everyone. This has been our 2023 rewind looking forward to the coming year and, uh, what's in store for us. We will uh, see you guys on the next episode. Keep it metal. Keep it metal. Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.